0: Welcome back to Winning with Connections, the WWC global podcast. I am here today with Carlos Salvat. He is the chief executive officer of Defense Elevated. We like to do uh, these conversations for the WWC podcast with different small businesses in various stages of their life cycle. And I got to meet Carlos a couple, maybe a month, month and a half, two months ago, When they reached out, he and his partner reached out to pick our brains a little bit on how we had gotten to where we were and get some advice. It was a great conversation. So I wanted to kind of try to recreate that conversation for our listeners, for a firm that is just breaking into the government contracting space. So Carlos, welcome. Thank you so much for being here.
1: Thank you so much, Lauren. I truly appreciate it. Definitely looking forward to our chat.
0: It was a great chat the first time, so I'm hoping we can, we can recreate it. We'll so, try our best. <laughs> can you, can you give me just a background of you, of the company, kind of where you guys are as a firm and, and what you and Dave, your partner's uh, backgrounds are?
1: Yeah. So on the professional side, I've been a career intelligence officer with the U.S. intelligence community, uh, supporting a defense intelligence agency over at U.S. CENCOM. And I've had the great pleasure of really working a wide array of missions, primarily as a target intelligence officer. So supporting those soft kinetic counterterrorism strikes and later supporting strategic level intelligence analysis, really assisting those decision and policymakers at the command in the Beltway. Or Gabe, hopefully I don't butcher this, but he started off at the Department of Energy in the Office of Intelligence and Counterintelligence uh, working cyber uh, special issues. Later went over to U.S. Southern Command and worked engagements, partner engagements, and then over at Sencom, which is where we, we reconnected again, and then he was working strategic intelligence analysis issues as well. As far as defense elevated, we like to focus on what we call the three critical pillars of defense and intelligence. So that's intelligence analysis, intelligence operations, and mission support. It's truly what we know, what we love, and- and what we're passionate about. And as you mentioned in the introduction, we are just breaking into the GovCon space. We've acquired our first subcontract. So we're providing a clear linguist to an intelligence agency. And now we're working on that proposal. So we're working with several partner companies that we have and working toward getting some wins on the book, right? Kind of cradle to grave. So we've submitted our first proposal together with one of our companies. So that's where we're at. We're just waiting to hear back.
0: So, and you guys have, do you have staff underneath that are doing contracts now or are you still break, still waiting to break in?
1: So we have our first subcontract, but the process to get individuals through the door and finally badge is a little bit lengthy, primarily because Uh of the customer security requirements. So we're processing a couple, but as of right now, we have zero FTEs, hoping to get some within the next couple of months. So really an exciting period. So we're looking forward to it.
0: So this is, there are a couple, we've talked, you and I talked a little bit about this. There are a couple of critical cut points, right? Right. Uh, Throughout the life cycle of a company, you are at the first one, which is getting some work underneath you and, and getting some something billing either for yourself or for someone else. And then kind of the next critical cut point there is actually being able to pull out of the work and pay yourself. So you're right in that early, early, early stage. Tell me what you're doing to get through that. Tell me you're you're doing subcontracting, which is one of the easiest or first ways that you can usually get work is through a subcontract. So you're working on on a subcontract for another prime contractor.
1: Yeah. So as far as what we're trying to do to really break that next level and where we're able to transition of where we are at now and just, but really what we're trying to do is just approach uh, like-minded companies, companies that we know that we can support. We stick to our niche field, right? Owning in on the intelligence analysis operations and mission support functions. Great. So. We, we look for companies that are operating in similar domains or companies looking to operate in our domain. So with companies already in that space, we work it as a mutually benefiting relationship where we can leverage each other's expertise, past performance and insight to grow together. And for companies outside looking to widen their aperture and join the intelligence and defense uh, sector of GovCon, that's where we work really to what we offer. And that's that unique insight to really position them to break into their field. And of course, it helps us uh, grow our network. And it's it's really under the model that we see business development as a relationship and we're always happy to chat. So that's how we make our connections and looking to build partnerships uh, with companies.
0: One of the things that that you and I had talked about last time we spoke is trying to distinguish yourself and try, you know, as a subcontractor, I get people coming to me all the time, right? Hey, I'd like to be a subcontractor for you. And one of the things that you really do have to do is figure out what you're bringing to the table as a subcontractor. And it's not putting butts in seat because almost anyone can do it. And although you have a, you have a beautiful slick sheet that you shared with me, it is no different than a lot of Intel firms slick sheet, right? You, you give similar services to a lot of firms. So we talked a little bit about. How you can distinguish yourself. One of the ways that a lot of small businesses distinguish themselves or bring value to a prime contractor is to be less expensive, be able to deliver the same quality, but at a cheaper price. And often you can do that really by buying your way in or by just doing everything yourself and really not having any overhead that's associated, any overhead costs associated with all or most of the stuff that you're doing so that you can keep your wrap rates low that's one methodology a really painful methodology and and hopefully one that you can't do for too long because you actually start building out your your overhead requirements to build out that capacity But another one that we talked about, and I think one of the things that that you guys are are trying to focus on is the relationship and the customer intimacy and knowledge. So either you can bring something to a prime, meaning some customer wants you and they say, how do I get to you and and you bring it to a prime somehow or. And I think this is what you're doing in the subcontract that you're working on right now, the proposal you're working on right now, knowing what that customer wants so that even if the customer doesn't necessarily want you and only you and is handing you work and and telling you go find a home for that work, you can bring customer knowledge, you can bring technical writing skills, you can bring the ability to write the full proposal, you can bring something to the table for a proposal that allows you to, to again, to be useful for that prime contractor. Does that resonate with you? Or are you, is that something that you guys are trying to, to do any of those, all of those?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you mentioned it and captured it perfect. We we do have great – we have a great wrap rate. We offer great prices because we are a small company, right, and we, we don't have as much overhead as our larger uh, competitors. Uh, so that's one thing. But really the differentiating factor for Defense Elevated that we like to think right, is that we're a fresh new company. We, we joke around. We're the new kids on the block, but, but we truly bring the value add. We're not – we don't approach companies uh, or larger firms uh, to just be added into that close in the contracting circle. Uh, instead, we approach with a product. Uh, you know, we, we bring that direct customer intimacy, like you mentioned. We, we leverage our vast connections across the intelligence and defense space. We also, and I know we mentioned this last time, but we do uh, build our partner's capacity, focusing on expanding their aperture and working with them to get them into the intelligence space, or on the command and command side, if they're interested in getting into the J2 or J3, which is that Intel and operations level. But really, one of the things we own in on is that customer insight, and that's something we we are very adamant about with a very strong recruiting arm to complement it. Having that direct insight and having worked as the customer really puts us in a unique position uh, to acquire work and support mission requirements while onboarding great, great personnel, really, I guess, deciphering what the government is looking for in its request, we're able to say, hey, this is exactly what they're looking for. These are the qualifications X, Y, and Z personnel need to, to for successful contract performance. But as far as insight, you know, whether it's speaking to workflow trends, organizational cultures, key personnel, the good and not so good players, and as you mentioned, those organizational pressure points, we really pull from a large array of items that, that we have to cover and support our efforts.
0: So one of the things that we spent quite a bit of time on uh, when we talked is, is those distinguishers. It's really critical for small businesses to understand why a large business would want them. It's not simply because of your ability to check the box, although that matters, but it's, you know, there are millions of small businesses out there bringing something to the table that is beyond the the services you provide sometimes that it it is that niche you're the only one who provides you know this very small niche thing but for the most part it really has to be either customer intimacy customer desire to get you on the team the ability to write the proposal for them i mean one of the things that we're finding right now for for wwc is that we're inundated with i mean i'm i'm looking at my whiteboard right now on what uh, we think is coming through in the next two months. And we're trying to figure out how to go after as many of them as we possibly can because we've been developing a lot of them. There's been a lot of things that have been delayed for COVID or just because the government delays things. And so one of the things that we're always looking for from partners is building our proposal capacity. So all of those things are the ways that you make yourself valuable on one or more proposals. And hopefully, once you're really useful on one, then you become useful on, on a lot of them with the, the prime contractor. And obviously, at your stage, you guys, as we talked about, are focused on subcontracting. Prime contracting has to wait until you've got some past performance, some ability to, to kind of hone in on your rates, do your overhead, you know, do all the back office stuff and really distinguish yourself as a firm with that past performance before uh before you try to do the the prime proposals. So there's another thing that is a big hindrance for a lot of small businesses and I know it is a difficulty that you guys are are facing now and that's security clearance. How are you managing around that?
1: Yes. So the contract we're currently supporting now, they do not offer a facility clearance. So that that's a kind of one of those. It puts us in an odd position because we're, of course, we were excited to get our, our top secret FCL, but again, it's it's we just it's trial and error. We'll continue to reach out to companies. We'll continue to to pitch our companies, you know, our company's insight and value add in hopes that somebody sees our value and is willing to put us through the sponsorship package. But something that just happened recently, We've been working close with a great company who's been really serving as a – it's been a mentor-protege relationship. And while they're not on a top-secret prime contract, they are on a secret one. Uh, so we just got our sponsorship letter for a secret FCO. So like you mentioned last time, I mean, it's a, it's a huge milestone, and it's going to be much easier for that next company to upgrade us to a top-secret clearance. That's awesome.
0: That's huge. I Really getting one, I I don't care what level it is, but getting your facility clearance is critical. And I know that is a challenge that almost all small businesses face. And once you can get through that first gauntlet, the, the next level and the next level after that become a little bit easier. So for anyone listening, there is a great podcast with outsourced facility security officer Tammy Ferreira. Who I know you guys are using as well. I think that's how we actually got in touch in the first place It goes through the entire obtaining a security, a facility security clearance process. It is a long drawn out process that really is chicken and egg. It, it becomes very difficult to get the security clearance and, and until you need it. But then when you need it, you need to have it. And so it, it's, it's a difficult process. I'm glad to hear that you guys got the or getting the uh the secret clearance. Again, that TS clearance, the upgrade after you've gotten our clearance is much easier than than starting from zero. So what other challenges do you get, you know, as as a as a new entrant into defense contracting? I mean, you guys have decided to start this. You guys have have put blood, sweat and tears after into this. I know you guys are not sleeping very much uh, trying to get this this off the ground. What other challenges are you are you facing as you're as you're trying to break into this market?
1: You're absolutely right. No sleep, long hours and 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 lots of Cuban coffee. Yes. But our main challenge is really getting in front of um, in front of companies. I mean, I think I think you you mentioned it perfect. You are swamped because of just the amount of work coming through, especially now into that Q4. It's very hard <laughs> to get in front of these companies that we know we can support, right? And and it's not only just getting an introduction; it's really getting there on time in order to join a team from the ground up. Because as we said, we're not looking to just say, Hey, add me to your contracting circle. Our approach is, Hey, let's work on something together. Where can we help you grow? So that's really what we're faced with right now is getting a hold of the right individuals to say, Hey, my name is Carlos. I'm with defense elevated. This is what we do. And this is what we can do for you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, look, I get, I get emails probably four or five a day, if not more, saying, hi, I'd like to talk to you. And unfortunately, I just simply don't have time to talk to everyone who reaches out. So the, the reach out has to be more than just, hey, I'd like to talk to you about subcontracting with you. So, you know, it has to be through, again, relationships. It has to be through getting to the right person or, hey, I see you have this. One thing I will tell you unequivocally is... Uh, I think I said this to you, uh, last time. Don't email me and say, Hey, uh, we see you got a new USAID contract. We'd like to talk to you about subcontracting to you on that. You're too late. And it becomes very frustrating because we get, I mean, every time we, we announce a contract win, I get probably upwards of a hundred emails saying, Hey, we'd like to talk to you about subcontracting to you on this contract. Um, What I've seen work really, really well is, hey, we noticed that you've got this, you know, I'll use our USAID contract, for example, and and somebody just did this. Hey, we noticed you've got this USAID contract. We are also in at USAID. We'd really like to talk to you about how to leverage this first win. And we'd like to be able to go after this thing with you we think you're the right prime or you're the right sub or you're you know the right partner for us on this new thing that we might be able to leverage your latest win. Here's what we can bring to the table. here's why you want to look at this with us, and that to me is not a you know putting your hand out and saying, "Hey, we'd like you to give us something, but hey, I'd like to bring something to you again, that idea of What is the prime contractor looking for? How do you scratch their itch as opposed to how do you get something out of them? Right. That You've got to kind of put yourself in their position and think about what they're what they're looking for.
1: Absolutely. And I think that's such a huge learning curve for most companies, you know, starting from zero as they work their way up. You know, when we we look back and we see our first initial emails that we've sent out to some companies and it's just like it's a learning experience. It really is. And, you know, luckily we found some good companies that, hey, you know, let me talk to you. And then we just have that mentor session from there. And again, we expand those networks. But we look back at these emails and we're saying, there's no, There's, there's nothing here, right? So what are we trying to say? And then ultimately learning more and more, you know, the lingo, what primes are looking for and really just modifying our approach. Now we're able to reach out to companies with facts, with information and with things that would make them really think, hey, I not only can I use them, I need them, and that's really the approach we've been taking. And it is, a, it's tried and true; it's worked. We've gotten we've gotten in front of larger companies, and we're now either in a contracting circle or we're in talks, scoping things that are coming out, saying, hey, where can you help us? What is the way forward for both of our companies in order to really enhance our P wins? Because that's what it comes down to.
0: Absolutely you're singing the right song here. And that's, that's phenomenal. I'll tell you looking back on some of the stuff we did early, it's, it's somewhat cringeworthy sometimes. And, and you realize, you know, every once in a while I'll go back and be looking for something in my emails and I'll kind of take a few minutes and and look just above and just below of, uh, of the emails that I find for, for this research project to see what was going on back then. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, five years back, sometimes it's 10 years back. And I'll remember. Wow, that was really hard. I remember that being really difficult. That was a really tough time in our in our history. Why was that so hard? You know, why was that so difficult? And it's because now it doesn't seem that difficult because we've been through it. We know what to do, and it it seems obvious to us. But at every turn, every piece of this is hard, right? It's just that you learn, and the the new stuff becomes hard and the old stuff becomes easy and old hat so you as long as you're constantly in that learning mode you'll keep growing and you'll keep doing better
1: and i I just kind of want to mention mention it's absolutely true there's I mean, if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. And when, when I first understood what GovCon was, I was like, well, that sounds easy. But truth of the matter, it's not. There are so many compliances, a vast sea of compliances, which I'm sure you are more than familiar with. And, and there's just so much to it. But you, you have to stay focused. You have to stay persistent. And you have to stay true to yourself and what your company's value add is. And, again, that's, that's kind of something that has – steered us clear right and it steered us clear of, of any any fallouts right making sure we're on the right path and what we like to think is the path to success you know we have we've we've worked our growth trajectory and where we want to be one two three five ten years out and we're looking good we just need to remain focused we need to remain positive and just keep keep hacking at it every single day the time is on our side you know it's no rush we want to make sure every email we're sending out everything we're putting out from our website to our capability statement, to our business cards, to our approach, to our pitch, we have to make sure it is near perfect, and, and that's what we do. So, so we take it slow, and we just we do what we can, and we just we work hard and we stay persistent.
0: Yep, absolutely. And you guys do have time on your side. It does take more time than it should, or than you ever think it will. And every time I talk to someone, everyone on the podcast that we've had, every one of them will say, "It, I'm, I'm almost there." It took longer than I thought. We're getting there. You can feel it. You can see it, but you, it, it, it takes every time longer than you expect it to take, unfortunately. So looking at your bio, one thing catches my eye, which is you say in, in the, in your bio that you're a first generation American. And as that, you cherish the freedom that the nation has provided for you and your family, instilling an unwavering passion for public service. Talk to me about about your background and why that drives you to this.
1: Absolutely. It's definitely something I want to add that I wanted to add to the bio, really, because that's something that got me looking into the defense and intelligence. I really in the intelligence community, as soon as I as soon as I learned What the CIA was like most other (laughs) uh, people in the IC, you start by learning about the CIA, and then ultimately you, you start learning about the larger intelligence communities. But as soon as I found out about the mission, it was like that's it, that's perfect. I mean, my parents were born and raised in Cuba, and they came to this country really to offer me and my brothers and sisters a better life. You don't get that in Cuba, and I'm sure everybody's tracking what's going on in Cuba right now. So, so you're able to get a good glimpse of of what that life would have been like and in the united states that's something that it just it'll never come down to that and it's really afforded me and my family a better way of living a comfortable life you know a great opportunity i mean i am a firm believer that that you can do anything you put your mind to. I am a first-generation American, born and raised in Miami, Florida, and I've had the privilege of working great, great national-level missions with the U.S. intelligence community. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that.
0: That's awesome. That's amazing. So what would, I know it's, it's hard to give advice when you're right at the beginning, but for anyone who is trying to break in here, trying to do this, What would your advice be given where you are in in your trajectory here?
1: So for those interested in getting into GovCon, I'll tie it directly to the name of the podcast, which I am a huge fan of. Winning with connections. That is exactly what this business is. The name of the podcast is is accurate, 100% accurate. So my advice is introduce yourself to individuals supporting the mission. Expand your network. Contribute to to those conversations. And you'll slowly but surely develop a great understanding of the ins and outs of the business. And again, I've mentioned it before. Just stay precise. Stay focused and you'll ultimately find yourself contributing to a great industry with a great mission. But for everyone at large, I mean, people are your assets. There's a number of great companies and individuals who would be happy to connect. And this is a prime example, right? Ultimately, we're all working toward that same goal. So help each other win. It's not a zero-sum game. And uh, for those interested in entering the defense and intelligence space or for those interested in partnering with Defense Elevated, you know, we welcome it. Please reach out. We're always eager to meet new people.
0: That's awesome. Uh, How do they get you? How do they get to you?
1: So you can email us at directors at defense-elevated.com or visit our website and submit a contact uh, request form, and that's www.defense-elevated.com.
0: Carlos, this has been fun. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, it's nice to get in and talk to a firm that is really just starting to break in and understand kind of the challenges that they that they face, that you face. So I appreciate your time and if there's anything we'll we'll come back and do another podcast in a year or so when you're now breaking out and you're at the next level. We'll do an update when you're when you're at that level next year.
1: Sounds good. Something to definitely look forward to. Uh, and again, thank you for inviting me. You and the team have been great to the Defense Elevate team. Thank you.
0: Always happy to do it.